This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis. Welcome, everyone, to Messianic Vision. If you listen to Messianic Vision regularly or watch It's Supernatural with Sid Roth, then you've more than likely heard our guest today. He's a pastor, an author, and in my opinion, and I'm sure it will be yours soon, one of the best teachers you will hear anywhere. And today, we're talking with him about one of my favorite subjects, and that is the powerful promises of God. Please welcome Mike Shree. Mike, thanks for joining us today. What a joy, what a blessing, what an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for the invitation. Oh, absolutely. Mike, you've developed a teaching that, as I said, is one of my very favorite topics. It's called 25 Powerful Promises of God. Why did you write this book? I wrote the book because of 47 years of walking with God and claiming victory after victory after victory based on the promises of God. And I had to convey this information, more than information, I had to convey this revelation right. to the people of God, because, Donna, most people pray the problems mm. instead of praying the promises. And maybe it's because they're unfamiliar with the promises, or maybe it's because the flesh gravitates toward the negative, but we don't need to remind God of the problems in detail. He's well familiar with that. But when we come into agreement with Him, mm-hmm. learning His promises, that breaks the barriers. Yes. And <laughs> Mike, you said there are 7,487 promises in the Bible. I had no idea. Well, I got that information from a very popular Christian author, Herbert Lockyer, Mm -hmm. wrote the All series. And one of the books in the All series is All the Promises in the Bible. And he quoted another man who spent two years going verse by verse through the entire Bible and writing down every promise he came to. Mm -hmm. Since I didn't have uh, two years to devote to that project, I decided to depend on his findings, and uh, I believe he's reputable and a good source. And wow, 7,487 promises, and to think they are all mine and they are all yours. Yes. That is a fantastic resource. Yes. Mike, with that many promises in the Word, which us as believers, we, we cling to as a roadmap for us, with that many promises... Is there anything that we face that that is not included? Uh, that is absolutely the best question you could have <laughs> because one of the strong statements in the beginning of my book, 25 Powerful Promises from God, one of the strong beginning statements is that you and I, as believers, will never, absolutely never face anything in life where God hasn't already, in advance, given a promise powerful enough, strong enough, authoritative enough to push us through the problem, 
through the obstacle to sure victory on the other <laughs> side, one way or the other. And I could give you just a few examples. Sure. For instance, somebody might say, well, uh, I, I, I'm so filled with fear all the time. And this is for somebody listening today. The scripture says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. Somebody may say, well, I'm overwhelmed with depression. The scripture says, therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Another person may uh, say, I'm so confused all the time. Mm. But the scripture says, our Father, our God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And uh, someone may say, I'm afraid of death. It looms over me like a, a stalker every day of my life. Well, the scripture says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And so no matter what a person faces, there's a promise to match the problem. Well, you know what? I am excited already, and we've just gotten started. <laughs> so, you know, there's there's a promise that a lot of us think about uh, because we've heard of it as children. We've seen it in the sky, the 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 rainbow, the mystery of the rainbow. We see that, and and most of us know that as a promise that God made um, concerning the rainbow. Um, but you have an interesting take on that. Well, uh, my father was an aviator. He flew in the Hurricane Squadron. Uh, where they would fly prop planes right down into the middle of the eye of a hurricane to take weather measurements. So he was a tough dude. Wow. <laughs> Please. I don't think I would want to endanger my life that way. But uh, anyway, he told me one day, I was a little boy, and we were looking at a rainbow. And as you mentioned, the rainbow is a symbol or a sign a reminder, God gave a token of his covenant. Mm -hmm. Token is a visible reminder of an invisible concept. And and God gave this rainbow uh, as a reminder to Noah that he would never send a flood on the earth again. And expand it expanded beyond that to represent promises as a whole. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my dad and I are having a conversation looking at this rainbow, and he just happens to mention he says, when you get up high enough in the atmosphere, quite often a rainbow is not a semicircle. It's a complete circle. And that kind of registered with me as a wow moment, mm -hmm. child. But I didn't see the biblical significance until many years later when I became a Christian and I realized the uh, symbolism of the rainbow. And then I read that passage where when John visited the throne room of God, the scripture says there was a rainbow around the throne. Mm. I mean, it's above the throne, but around the throne. And then it dawned on me, when you see the promises of God from an earthly perspective, from this realm, full of problems, troubles, trials, and tribulations, we see the semicircle. We see yes. the spoken word promise. But from a heavenly perspective, God sees the entire circular rainbow. He sees the promise and the fulfillment as being one and the same. And so in order to see promises come to pass in our lives, we need to see them from heaven's perspective. Yes. Because if God speaks those promises, he intends to bring them to pass. In, in fact, one of my favorite scriptures is First Kings 8, I believe it's verse 56, where Solomon said, there has not failed one word 
of all his good promise. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Well, speaking of promise again, you know, a lot of us have different opinions of themselves, probably at different times. I know I know, I do, and I know those that are listening uh, probably know what I'm talking about. We have varying uh, opinions of ourselves, but you say, and now this is exciting, we are children of promise. What does that mean? Well, whatever you are a child of, you owe your existence to. Uh, naturally speaking, I'm a child of Andrew and Winnie Shreve. They came together in marriage, and I and my three siblings were the product of that union. So I owe my existence physically and soulishly to them. Well, Galatians 4.28 refers to God's people as the children of promise. If that be the case, then we owe our existence spiritually to promises that converged together on our lives the moment that we gave our hearts to the Lord. Mm-hmm. In, fact, uh, in, in, in fact, Ephesians 3.17 says, Christ will dwell in your heart by faith. That's a promise. So we acted on that promise. We believed, and he came into our heart. Romans 10, verses 8 through 10, talks about the word of faith, how that if we believe in our heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, and we confess with our lips, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. Mm -hmm. There are several promises in there. Right. And so when we confessed that Jesus rose from the dead, and we confessed him as Lord of our life, then that promise came down like a spotlight beaming from heaven on us. And then there's many other related promises, like whosoever shall call on the name sure. of the Lord shall be saved, yes. shall be delivered. And um, I, could, I could mention dozens here that all came to pass the very moment of salvation. So we were birthed into the kingdom supernaturally, by the fulfillment of promise. Yes, yes. Well, that's pretty exciting. And if we stopped here, that would really make my day. But we've got lots, lots more to talk about. So by the time we get to the end of this program, I know everyone's going to have so much great information on the promises of God. I want to uh, talk about divine revelation. You said that that's a promise that we have, divine revelation. Well, see, Donna, not only are we children of promise, we are heirs of promise, according to Hebrews 6, 17. So after we come into existence spiritually as children of promise, we begin to explore our inheritance as heirs of promise. And one of the first things we have to explore is uh, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that comes to us by divine revelation. And uh, I, I love the promise where God said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, that eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now, unfortunately, many people stop right there as if this is the realm of the unknown and we can never experience it. But that's just uh, the stage being set for the promise. Because the next verse, verse 10, says, but God has revealed them to us by his Spirit. So that was God's way of saying that the things that are withheld from the masses of humanity, the the billions of people who are not in a relationship with God, they can't understand. It's impossible for them to understand the things of God. The carnal mind cannot comprehend 
the mysteries of the kingdom. Another promise in Matthew 13, Jesus said, it is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So just on that basis, we should, when we pray, we should, uh, instead of saying, oh God, please show me, please reveal to me what I should know, we should say, God, you've already promised. Yes, yes. given to me to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So I accept it and I receive it in Jesus' name. Yes, you know what? I highlighted this one uh, sentence that when I read it um, in your new book. Um, It's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. If you're God's child, that child of promise, that heir of the promise, then he intends to reveal the deep things to you. So he wants to. He wants to reveal divine revelation to us. Yeah, I like Paul's attitude on that. (laughs) Me too. Because he didn't say, oh, God, please help me understand the will of God for my life. He confessed with power and boldness. He said, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. And I think every one of us, in fact, I feel like there's hundreds of people listening to this right now that need to quote that with me. Instead of begging God to show you his will, Dare to say, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I'm going to say it one more time. Yes. I I will will come come to visions and revelations revelations of the the Lord. Lord. That unlocks the door right there because you don't get anything from God except you exhibit faith. And we lock ourselves into unbelief and fear and discouragement and depression when we don't lay claim to these promises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, you had your own—I know people get revelations in different ways, but but you had your own divine revelation when you got an actual visitation from God uh, early in your walk with the Lord. Well, that is so true. I, I was a New Ager before I found the Lord. In fact, I did a program with Sid many years ago on my testimony. I was a teacher of yoga at four universities— and uh, I ran a yoga ashram this for, this 47 years ago, long ago in my past. But uh, right after I found the Lord, I was going through this mental warfare over former beliefs that I had held as a New Ager. And every day it was like this pounding sound in my mind that all religions are different paths to the same God. There's hmm. in every uh, every book that claims to be scripture, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, God just settled my mind. Well, the big question was whether or not the Bible was God's inspired word. Because yes. that was the yes. doubt that kept hammering my mind. Yes. This, you know, it's written over 1,500 years by 40 authors. How could this be true revelation, pure revelation from God? And then God settled my fears with the most powerful, powerful revelation that has undergirded me ever since. Um, in a night vision, in a dream, I saw the Lord Jesus come and stand before me. He was so brilliant, so radiant, emanating the glory of God that I could not even make out his features. His face was like the sun shining in its strength. Uh, John described it that way too. Um, and all of a sudden, he disappeared. And in the very same place, uh, there was an open book with Hebrew lettering on it. I recognized it as Hebrew golden lettering on this brilliant, shining, radiant book. And uh, so immediately in my mind, I intuitively knew it was the Bible 
But the thing that really caught my attention is it was throbbing like a heartbeat. Mm, it was yes. pulsating uh, with an irregular beat, kind of like a heartbeat. And every time it would pulsate, a river of light came off the pages and poured into me. And I was awakened immediately with this sensation of this river, this energizing river of light pouring into my soul. And wow, I knew from that moment forward, the Bible is no mere book. The Bible yes. is the Word of God. Yes. And I never had a doubt fight my mind after that. Now, it's not necessary. You don't have to have a vision like that to prove to you the validity of Scripture. But God understood the mental warfare that was raging in me, and he gave me that added revelation because uh, Psalm 25, I think it's verse 14, says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Yes. So God showed me one of his secrets. Yes. Divine inspiration of his word. Divine revelation. You know what? We're going to take a break in just a couple of minutes, but I want to um, have you share one more before we go to break, and that's the promise of sharing God's throne. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) Top right there. Uh, because I think that's one of the most phenomenal, most incredible, most amazing, most empowering promises that you can find in God's Word. It's actually in Revelation chapter 3, verse 21, and it was a promise given to a church that God rebuked. And, And so this is the biggest indication to me that God loved the Laodiceans. He just wanted them to get their uh, their lives in divine order, right? And and to uh, extricate themselves from uh, lukewarmness and get passionate for God. But anyway, uh, anyway, he said to him who overcomes, overcomes what religious lukewarmness, mm-hmm. what he rebuked them for. To him who overcomes, will I grant to sit with me in my throne, as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in His throne. Can you imagine <laughs> the king of all creation, the Lord of the universe, the God of eternity and time, moving over and saying, come up here and sit with me? Yes, wow. And it's not just to rub shoulders with God and enjoy intimate fellowship. It's to share what the throne represents. Mm-hmm. And the throne represents four main things. The throne of God is a position of rest because God's not frantic. He's not pacing around heaven, wringing his hands and Mm -hmm. going to do the devil's taking over. He's at rest, fully confident of his authority. The throne is the position of authority. The throne is the position of power and dominion. And the throne is the position of victory. Rest, authority, dominion, and victory. And when we sit with him in his throne, And that's not just futuristic, Donna, because in Ephesians chapter 2, the Bible says God has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Yes. So in my spirit, I am enthroned with the Lord Jesus. Now, if that be true, then I can personally experience the rest of God, the authority of God, the dominion of God, and the victory of God in my day-to-day struggles, battles, opposition, persecution. Yes. Hey, I'm seated with Christ. I'm not going to get frantic. I'm going to be at peace. I'm going to be at rest. And I'm going to speak with authority. 
Yes. The throne is the place of decree. You know what, Mike? When we come back, um, you you just mentioned that throne room authority, and there was actually a time in your life that that you had to put that into place, throne room authority. And when we come back from break, I want you to share that because I just think it's so powerful. And there may be some people listening that may need that at some point in their life. Well, you're listening to Messianic Vision, and we are talking with Pastor Mike Shreve. What a difference it will make in your life as you learn, you memorize, and you apply God's powerful promises to your own life. Sid and I can't wait to share this brand new resource from Mike Shree with you. It's his brand new book, 25 Powerful Promises from God, and his four CD teaching series that he's prepared exclusively, exclusively for you. And that's not all. Mike is also including a brand new mini promise book called God's Promises for Your Journey that you can carry with you anywhere all the time. Okay, when we come back, Mike is going to give us a powerful promise for some of life's biggest questions. And these are questions that most of us have even asked since we were children and probably even continue to ask today. We'll be right back. Call now and get Mike Shreve's powerful brand new book, 25 Promises from God, Proclamations for Supernatural Transformation, and his anointed four-part audio CD teaching series, Powerful Promises from God, plus his bonus mini book, God's Promises for Your Journey. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9546. Through Mike Shreve's brand new book, you will discover 25 primary promises that open the door to the supernatural power of God, miraculous breakthroughs, and real spiritual transformation in your life. Through this book, understand God's promises and how to walk in them every day. Promises such as impartation of divine revelation, angelic intervention, healing for your body, soul, and spirit, the hundredfold return, inheriting God's kingdom, turning curses into blessings, dreams, visions, and the gift of prophecy. How to move the mountains in your life, weapons of warfare that are mighty through God. Each chapter of the book ends with a powerful proclamation and impartation, helping you to effectively claim the manifestation of God's promises for your life. Through Mike Shreve's four-part audio CD teaching, Powerful Promises from God, he will help you understand that you are a child and an heir of the promises of God. Pull back the veil of the mysterious world of angels, their nature, their functions. Teach you how to draw upon your inheritance as an heir of the kingdom. Help you understand what it means that you are seated in heavenly places. You will also receive his bonus mini book, God's Promises for Your Journey. I don't want you just to have a new doctrinal stance on the promises of God. I want you to hear the testimony of what these promises can do because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Don't miss out on getting Mike Shreve's powerful brand new book, 25 Promises from God, Proclamations for Supernatural Transformation, and his anointed four-part audio CD teaching series, Powerful Promises from God, plus his bonus mini book, God's Promises for Your Journey. This is an exclusive offer for our supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9546. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9546 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. 
Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm here with Mike Shreve. And just before we went to break, he was telling us something very exciting about sharing God's throne and and how that leads to uh, all kinds of divine things in our life, rest, authority, power, victory, and something that he calls throne room authority. Mike, give us an example of that. Well, I guess one of the greatest examples I could give happened right in the very beginning of my walk with God. Uh, Shortly after I was saved, I thought that I should go someplace to get more alone with God, uh, more isolated so that I could seek the face of God. Mm -hmm. Having been raised a Roman Catholic, I thought that meant becoming a monk. (laughs) So that's what I decided I was going to do. Both of my children have told me they're very glad I made that decision. Uh, But anyway... And your wife, probably. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. But uh, I decided to hitchhike from Orlando, Florida, up to Conyers, Georgia, where there was a a monastery that was charismatic. And uh, I was out on the road hitchhiking and praying that I would get a good ride. And this guy pulls over and says, where are you going? I said, I'm going outside of Atlanta. He said, well, you're in luck. I'm going all the way there. You won't have to get another ride. And I sank back in his seat and, and whispered a premature hallelujah. And he took off down the road and he said, I've got to go pick up my check at a construction site where I've been working and then we'll be on our way, which I thought was legitimate. And he walked in this trailer at a construction site and walked out and said, my check will be ready in about a half hour. And he said, let me show you around the grounds. It was quite a huge project. And, uh, and he was pointing out what they were going to do here and what they were going to do there. And then with no warning, he started uh, going out through this big field at a pretty high rate of speed. And I'm getting a little suspicious. I wondered why we were going out in the middle of this field, and there's a big clump of trees out in the middle. And uh, all of a sudden, he slammed on the brakes out near that uh, bunch of trees, and he pulled a knife out. And he uh, threatened me and told me he was going to rob me, rape me, and then kill me. And uh, uh, the first thing that hit my mind was complete fear. But then throne room authority kicked in. Because I realize I'm not dealing with a person, I'm dealing with a demon. And greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. And I had enough teaching right at the beginning of my walk with God that when you face off with a demon, either directly or in a person, you've got to speak with the same kind of authority Jesus would speak with if he were in the same circumstance. So instead of reacting with fear, I started preaching at the guy. At the top of my voice, with a crowd of 500 people there to hear me, I I started saying, buddy, one day you're going to face God, and you're going to give an account for every deed done in your body, and apparently you're going to be cut off from God forever. You are a sinner. You are uh, completely bound by demons, and you need deliverance. And I just went on and on and on. And all of a sudden, much to my surprise, this guy breaks down sobbing. And he turns around and got down on his knees on the floorboard, handed me the knife. And at first I thought, what do I do with this? Yeah. And, then, uh, and then I rolled the window down, threw it as far as I could. And he said, pray for me. He said, you sound just like my mama. <laughs> and 
I ended up praying deliverance over the guy, commanding him to be set free. He was saved. He accepted Jesus in his heart. The enemy sent him to destroy me, and God up in heaven on his throne smiled, knowing that instead of that happening, the opposite would happen. Instead of him killing me, I would destroy the hand of the enemy in his life. Yes. So you learned near the beginning of your ministry how to assert this promise, this promise of the throne room authority in God. And, you know, Mike, may I take just a second here and speak to the mothers out there? I'm a mother. I have a mother. My children are mothers. But I want to say this. Oh, my goodness, what you just said. He, You were quoting scripture to him. You were, you were talking to him. And he said, you sound just like my mama. Oh, my goodness, when I heard that, when I read that, I, w- I was thinking for every mother who has ever quoted scripture over your child, for every mother who has ever claimed promises over your child, just know that will not return void. That will not return void. That is sinking deep inside of there. And when they need it, that is going to come out. And uh, I just want to say, I just want to encourage you, keep doing that. Claim those promises. Speak that word. Speak to your children and hang on to that promise. So anyway, that was my little mom comment, Mike. <laughs> well, can, can I make a mom comment? Absolutely. One of the most powerful programs I've ever done with Sid in the past is the promise, uh, the promises God's given our children. Yes. On the book I've written, 65 Promises from God for Your Child. And, and so I would encourage every mother, and I feel like a prophetic arrow going out of my mouth right now to thousands of mothers that are listening to this. You need to quit praying the problems in your children's lives. Amen. You need to quit reminding God how my son is on drugs, my daughter's in a bad relationship, my child has gone off the deep end. Instead, you start quoting promises. You're a child of promise, an heir of promise. Confess promises. Yes. Proverbs eleven twenty one that says the seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Or my favorite is Isaiah forty nine twenty five where God said, I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will save your children. There's a period there, not a question mark. Yes. That I will save your children. So yes. You start praying in that mindset, mothers, and God will send somebody to your son, to your daughter, that will bring deliverance to them in Jesus' name. Wow, thank you. And let me tell those that are listening just one more thing uh, regarding that. That was not a part of our program. So I believe with all my heart and deep in my spirit that for those that are listening, um, that was for some of you. And for I know if you're not a mother, you know people that are mothers. And that was, I believe, from, from the Holy Spirit to you today. So that was not originally in our program, but I am so glad that it was. Thank you, Mike, for that. And you know what? I did a little tease before we left for break earlier about um, about questions that we all ask. Even, even from a child, sometimes we have questions. And you know what? You have a promise for that. <laughs> I, I remember when I was a child, a little girl, thinking, you know, what will I be? when I grow up. You know, I wonder if I'll get married, you know, and a lot of uh, young men, what kind of job am I going to have? How will I support my family? You know, what should I do about this? What should I do about that? And you even have found a promise in the word, a very powerful promise for us, Mike, that, that answers these questions. It's the promise of divinely ordered steps. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I remember when I was a 12-year-old boy, I played the piano. Mm -hmm. I wrote a song 
called sitting up in my tree wondering what I'm going to be. <laughs> and so you're right. From an early age, we're all wondering, am I going to face the future alone? Am I going to wade through the waters of tomorrow uh, with no idea what direction to go? And thank God there's a promise, many promises in God's word that counteract that kind of uh, concern that we all experience. And one of them is uh, Psalm 37:23. that says the steps of a good man are, not could be, should be, might be, but the steps of good man are ordered by the Lord. Yes. And of course, that's good men and good women. So God has a divinely ordered plan for our life. He's already put the footsteps in front of us, and our job is to be prayerful enough and sensitive enough that we can place our foot in the very map of footprints that he's laid out in front of us. Um, another promise that goes along with that is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Yes. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Now, that passage is a classic example of how every promise is hinged to conditions. And there's three conditions mentioned there before the promise is given. You've got to trust Mm -hmm. all your heart, lean not on your own understandings, in all your ways acknowledge God, and he will direct your path. Yes. It's worked. It's worked for me from the very beginning of my walk with God. Once I made Jesus Lord of my life, he automatically became Lord of my future. And that's the way it is for all of us. Yes. And you know what I, I'm hearing you saying? Uh, that, that I think we need to be a little bit more flexible, not be so rigid in our schedules that we keep to where we can't uh, be spontaneous in the spirit and then trust in the Lord, lean not to our own understanding, and acknowledge Him. Those are some things that we need to do on our part. So, you know, God has these wonderful, wonderful promises for us, but thank you for pointing that out. There's some things that we need to do on our part just as well. And you know what? Something that I love about your teaching, Mike, that you you almost always do, you have a fantastic teaching point, something directly from the Word, and then you give a real-life example of it. Give me an example of what you're talking about here, divine appointments. Well, let me quote one more scripture okay. to a story. It's where Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, and he said, you must be born again. And he said, the wind blows where it wills, and you hear the sound of it, but you can't tell where it's going or where it's coming from. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. I want you to notice some intricacies there. Uh, first of all, you hear the sound of the wind. You get divine direction, but you don't really fully know everything that's going to unfold in the future. You don't know where it's going. Too many people try to wait until they have all the details about the future before they act on these impulses that they receive. Mm -hmm. But it's like the wind. You feel the wind blow in a certain direction, and so you go with the flow, like the old old saying. Let me give you an example. I was over in India one time many years ago. I'd been in India for about a month. I was exhausted. And God doesn't always speak to you uh, to do unpredictable things when you feel like it. 
or when it's convenient. In fact, quite often, he interrupts your predictable life with an unpredictable turn of events. And uh, that was the case for me. I was exhausted. I had a 12-hour layover in Bombay International Airport, which is not uh, a place where you can get comfortable during a long layover. Yes. Thank God, though, the airline company I was flying with had a policy that if you had over, I think it was about an eight-hour layover, they would put you up in a five-star hotel. And I'd been living in the jungles <laughs> the last month. I was really, I thought, this is God's reward. Yes, I'm ready for it. And uh, we got to the hotel, and the first thing I noticed was this very luxurious restaurant inside the hotel that was advertising the special that night was steak and lobster. Yummy. <laughs> really, in about a month. So I thought, double reward. Here we go. And I was headed for the restaurant. And right as I walked through the portal, the doorway to the restaurant, God spoke to me. And he said, don't go in there. Go out on the street. I have a job for you to do. That's all God said. He didn't elaborate. He didn't give me the details. And at first I questioned it. I, you know, when God interrupts your plans, you really would rather it not be God. Yes. And and so in my mind, I question, oh, that couldn't be God. And God reassured me with that second witness. I felt it in my spirit. Very reluctantly, Donna, <laughs> I turned away from that restaurant and walked out on the street. But I thought, if this is the will of God, I'm going to do it with all my heart. So I walked down the street claiming what I consider to be not a request, but a, a, a prophetic promise. I began uttering, your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I felt demonic strongholds all around me. I felt spiritual darkness all around me. Uh, I knew that the people in that area did not know English for the most part. I thought, how in the world can I communicate to anybody? But I was trusting acknowledging God in the situation, not leaning on my own understanding, claiming an outbreak of the power of God. And all of a sudden, this waiter, this tiny little man, about four foot 11, ran out of one of the uh, restaurants that were right next to the hotel, very swanky restaurant. And he ran up to me with this look of uh, stunned uh, surprise on his face. And he said, uh, what is your name in this high-pitched voice? I said, well, my name is Mike Shreve. He said, that sounds like a Christian name. By any chance, are you a Christian? I said, uh, uh, by the way, I, I am a Christian. He said, by any chance, are you a Pentecostal preacher? That's when my eyes got wide. I said, I am a Pentecostal preacher. He said, good, there's a man needs to get saved right now. Come quickly, come quickly. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I'm a believer, and I believe in the supernatural, but this was just too much for me to wrap my mind around. This perfect stranger begging me to come pray for somebody who needs to get saved, and uh, so I knew God was in it. And uh, the man he wanted me to pray for was the owner of the restaurant. He had been witnessing to his boss for two years. That night on his way to work, the boss decided that what his waiter had was real and he wanted it. So he told his waiter he was ready to pray when he got to work that night. Well, the waiter was intimidated praying for his own boss. So he runs out of the restaurant, hoping there'll be somebody out there to help him pray. And I just happened to <laughs> be walking by 
halfway around the world from my home at the right place at the right time. You just happen to be, right? <laughs> if there is an example of Psalm 37, 23, that was it. The steps of a good man down to the second, because within 15 mm-hmm. seconds would have been past his restaurant. Yes. All right. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Long story short, I, I talked with that restaurant owner for about an hour or so out in back of his restaurant in the alley. I shared salvation. I talked about my own experience. He said, I'm ready. We prayed. He accepted Jesus in his heart. He was born again. And then he said, let's go back to my restaurant. And he said, when we get there, I'm going to lock the door. I'm going to turn the lights down low. I'm going to close the shutters. And I thought, what in the world does he have in mind? And I I said, what comes after that? He said, then I'm going to call all my cooks and waiters out and all my dishwashers. And he said, I want you to tell them what you just told me. And he brought out about seven people. There was uh, two or three Hindus, a Jainist, a Buddhist, a Muslim, a Catholic. And he said, I want you to tell them what you just told me. I said, do they speak English? He said, about half of them. I said, well, you'll need to interpret my message. So I preached for about 45 minutes to an hour. He interpreted it. I gave an invitation. Every cook, waiter, and uh, and dishwasher in that restaurant gave his or her heart to the Lord. It was just phenomenal. Then I taught for an hour on the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and they all got baptized in the Spirit, speaking in tongues. I thought, what a way to leave India with a whole restaurant converted in one night's time. That was definitely a divine appointment. Well, we've got a lot more with Pastor Mike Shreve in just a moment. But before we go to break, let me encourage you to order Mike's brand new book, 25 Powerful Promises from God, and his four CD teaching series. Mike has prepared these messages exclusively for you. You can't get these anywhere else. And he's also including his brand new mini promise book called God's Promises for Your Journey. Well, as I said earlier, and and now, as you've heard, Mike is one of the finest Bible teachers that you'll ever hear, and this book and these messages are sure to be life-changing for you. Mike, just for a second before we go to break, will you take just a moment and, and give everyone just a little taste of what these four teachings are, maybe the title of them and, and what you what you teach about on them? Well, the first CD is an hour-long message, or about 45-minute long message, on the promises that birth us into the kingdom of God. I touched on that in the first part of our interview, how multiple promises converge like spotlights beaming into one place and converging to birth us into the family of God. Mm -hmm. And, And when you see all of those promises that deliver us from the power of darkness and translate us into the kingdom of God's dear son. It is absolutely empowering because all those promises that began our spiritual journey perpetuate that journey to the very end. And then the second uh, and third and fourth CDs are teachings where I brought out three of the most powerful promises in the Word of God that are given to the children of promise and the heirs of promise. Uh, Number one is angelic intervention. I teach on the ministry of angels, 
the various levels of authority in the angelic kingdom, uh, the promises where God promises angelic protection and angelic involvement in our lives. It's a very, very enlightening message. Uh, We need to understand the angelic world. And then the second teaching is the most amazing uh, inheritance that has been given to us based on James chapter 2, verse 5, that says, Has not God chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? I'm a lover of God. Millions of people that uh, might potentially listen to, to this broadcast are lovers of God. That's the simplicity of it. And God said, if you love me, I'm going to give you my kingdom. But in order to fully enjoy the kingdom, in order to fully experience the kingdom, we need to comprehend what is in the kingdom, how to function in the kingdom, and how to lay hold to our inheritance. And finally, the the fourth teaching is that uh, amazing teaching that we touched on earlier in the interview, and that is being enthroned with the Lord, inheriting the throne of God, inheriting God's position of rest, authority, dominion, and victory. Uh, When you really go into the depth of the throne room teaching, uh, wow, you're going to start living there every single day. Mike, that's one of the reasons that I'm so glad that you included these teachings in with this, because there is absolutely no way we can cover all of this material in the program today. So thank you for doing that. Well, for those that are listening, wow, now you see what I mean. Almost everyone that I know is interested in angels, probably you too that are listening. So when we come back, Mike is going to tell us about another powerful promise, angelic intervention. Stay with us. Did you realize there are 7,487 promises contained in the Word of God? Yet many do not know how to access God's supernatural breakthrough, miracle, or healing for their lives. Now, Mike Shreve wants to help you know these promises and how to begin to walk in them every day. I owe my life to the promises of God. Promises brought me back from death over and over again. I don't want you just to have a new doctrinal stance on the promises of God. I want you to hear the testimony of what these promises can do. Call now and get Mike Shreve's powerful brand new book, 25 Promises from God, Proclamations for Supernatural Transformation, and his anointed four-part audio CD teaching series, Powerful Promises from God, plus his bonus mini book, God's Promises for Your Journey. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9546. Through Mike Shreve's brand new book, you will discover 25 primary promises that open the door to the supernatural power of God, miraculous breakthroughs, and real spiritual transformation in your life. Through this book, understand God's promises and how to walk in them every day. Promises such as impartation of divine revelation, angelic intervention, Healing for your body, soul, and spirit. The hundredfold return. Inheriting God's kingdom. Turning curses into blessings, dreams, visions, and the gift of prophecy. How to move the mountains in your life. Weapons of warfare that are mighty through God. Each chapter of the book ends with a powerful proclamation and impartation, helping you to effectively claim the manifestation of God's promises for your life. Through Mike Shreve's four-part audio CD teaching, Powerful Promises from God, he will help you understand 
understand that you are a child and an heir of the promises of God. Pull back the veil of the mysterious world of angels, their nature, their functions. Teach you how to draw upon your inheritance as an heir of the kingdom. Help you understand what it means that you are seated in heavenly places. You will also receive his bonus mini book, God's Promises for Your Journey. There are over 500 promises in the mini book. We focus on 25 major promises in the main book, but I wanted something where people could quickly refer to it. It's all categorized so that you can go to the exact thing you need, and then it's right there and just promise after promise after promise that you can quote because death and life are in the power of the tongue. Don't miss out on getting Mike Shreve's powerful brand new book, 25 Promises from God, Proclamations for Supernatural Transformation, and his anointed four-part audio CD teaching series, Powerful Promises from God, plus his bonus mini book, God's Promises for your journey. This is an exclusive offer for our supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $45. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9546. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9546 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I am here with Pastor Mike Shreve, and we are going to talk about another promise, the promise of angelic intervention. Mike? Well, absolutely my favorite psalm uh, among all the 150 that are in the Bible is Psalm 91. And in that psalm, we find the promise that God gives his angels charge over us to bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against the stone. And then over in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, it says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister to the heirs of salvation? And one translation says, to minister for the heirs of salvation. And so angels are very involved in protection, in guardianship, of the children of God, and also in ministerial functions, yes. ministering to us. Uh, angels visited Jesus after 40 days of temptation in the wilderness, and uh, an angel came to him in Gethsemane. Now, you wouldn't think that the Son of God in all his strength and perfection would need angelic ministry, but he did. And if the firstborn Son of God received the ministry of angels, you better believe we who are imperfect require that kind of intervention. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if I could pull out a story that uh, exemplifies that, uh, it would be the story of something that happened to my wife when she was going through cancer. Uh, I was unfortunately out of town when she got the diagnosis, and uh, she was by herself when she went to an appointment for further exploration, and uh, they told her some real dire news that uh, they implied that she might only have a couple months to live. Now, this was seven years ago. And uh, understandably, when she stepped in the elevator after that appointment, she was shaken, she was trembling, she was disturbed, she was overwhelmed. She told me she never noticed anyone in that elevator when she stepped into it. But when the doors closed, she heard a voice of an elderly lady say, honey, you look like you need a hug. And she turned around to see this woman who was dressed very similar 
to the old-time Pentecostals and <laughs> God she was raised in with a long flowing dress and a high-top lacy blouse with a, um, a, a string tie, a red string tie, and, and, and piled up hair on her head, and just a very sweet and mm-hmm. kind of lady. My wife hardly ever lets someone in her private area, if you know what I mean. She doesn't open up to strangers in that kind of way. But that day, her defenses were broken down, and she said, yes, I do need a hug. And the woman came over to her, wrapped her arms around her, and said, you're not in this alone, and everything is going to be okay. Well, this calmness, this supernatural calmness came over her, and she felt the assurance that God was with her and that everything would work out all right. It came to the floor they were headed toward. The doors opened. She turned around to say thank you, and the elevator was empty. And she looked down each hall, and she knew the woman had not walked past her. Uh, but just in case, she looked down each hall on either side, and she was nowhere to be seen. And she knew that was an angelic visitation of an angel bringing her a prophetic word. Yes. And uh, it's been seven years now, and she's cancer-free. And uh, that healing came to her more supernaturally than naturally. Yes, and yes. I'm very thankful. Yes, thank God. And you know what? You have some of the most amazing stories ever, and I just I want everybody listening out there to know, you know, when you start claiming these promises, when you start learning them, memorizing them, applying them to your life, they are going to impact your life as well. Mike, tell me about the promise of spiritual weapons. Oh, wow. We are really moving into another level with this. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter 10, the scripture says, Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Mm. Now, if you really decipher the meaning of this passage, it's not really talking about demons, although a lot of people apply this to demonic intrusion into our lives. Mm -hmm. It's talking about strongholds of negative thought patterns, carnal thought patterns, Uh, and that could be a whole range of things. Yes. Uh, Thoughts that dominate our minds in areas like depression, discouragement, defeat. Mm -hmm. self-condemnation, guilt, hatred, uh, unforgiveness, bitterness. These become strongholds in us that, yes, do attract demonic intervention or involvement in our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we open the door to a dark realm by dark thoughts dominating our thinking processes. But the Bible says we have weapons of warfare that are mighty through God to deal with that. And uh, I can't go through all the weapons, but the three primary ones are the Word of God, which the Bible describes as a sword. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. The blood of Jesus and the name of the Lord. Yes. And with those three weapons, you can conquer anything that comes against you mentally and emotionally. And uh, I, I believe God's people need to get Violent, in a sense, because the Scripture says the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Mm -hmm. So you can't just be passive and let life beat you up. 
and I'm talking to a number of people listening to me right now. I'm speaking to you personally. You've got to quit letting life beat you up mentally and emotionally. You've got your weapons laying on the counter, and you're just taking it and thinking you're a victim. Well, you rise up and you be a soldier in the army of God, and you take your weapon and you come against that negativity and watch everything shift in your life. Yes. Yes. And and now here again, I, I said you always have a story for these, which to me is so important because someone may may think, well, how would I apply that into my life today? How is that real for me? You actually visited a pastor uh, going to to do a service at their church. And before you could even do the service, he's like, oh, come on, come with me. What happened? Well, I, I traveled all day long from Tennessee to New York to conduct a series of meetings at a church of God up in upper state New York. And when I got to the pastor's home about six o'clock that night, uh, I knocked on his door expecting him to welcome me in the house. And instead, very abruptly, he said, oh, I'm glad you're here. Let's go. I said, where are we going? He said, to the insane asylum. And uh, I was trying to be funny. I said, do you treat all your visiting evangelists this way? And uh, he said, no, no, you don't understand. I said, no, I definitely don't. He said, one of my best members had a nervous breakdown, and she's completely messed up mentally right now in a padded cell at the asylum. She was the leader of my intercession team, but she was uh, married to an abusive man that constantly downgraded her and told her how stupid, ugly, and worthless she was. And she finally collapsed mentally. And uh, he said she just sits in a bed all day long. She won't bathe herself. She won't clothe herself. She won't feed herself. She just mutters. And if you get down close to her, you'll hear what she's saying, and it's all self-degrading statements. Mm. I'm so stupid. I'm mm. so ugly. I'm so worthless. So, so uh, one thing you can learn from this is she finally believed the lies. And, and it was lies of the enemy flowing through an abusive husband. And by the way, let me insert here that I believe a man is supposed to be the protector of the home, not the predator in the home. And if yes. a man is an abusive father or an abusive husband, whether it's physical or emotional abuse, he does not deserve to be called a man. Now, that may sound like harsh words, but I, that's exactly how I feel. I get very disturbed at men that uh, that uh, are uh, hateful and angry and abusive toward the family members they are sent to be a protector of. Yes. But anyway, um, anyway, we went to the asylum. They gave us five minutes. It's a long story with a lot of details. But when we got to the room, the pastor motioned to me to take the lead. And uh, the woman never even acknowledged we were in the room. She just uh, kept staring off into space and muttering. And, and I got down close to her, and like he said, it, it was all negative statements about how worthless and stupid and ugly she was. And uh, so I thought in my heart of hearts, even though she doesn't acknowledge me being in the room, I believe her spirit hears me. So I took up one of the weapons of warfare because I knew what she was dealing with was a mental stronghold. And I faced off with that negativity, just like Jesus faced off with the devil in the wilderness, by quoting, it is written, it is written, it is written. I decided to quote every scripture that could come to my mind. And I started out with, it is written, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a power of love and of a sound mind. 
It is written, we have the mind of Christ. It is written, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. It is written, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It is written, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And on and on and on for four and a half minutes. And then I said, Pastor, we better go for it. We both laid hands on her and started praying for her in tongues uh, with all of our might. And the door flung open. Uh, We didn't realize it, but two people were monitoring our visit, two big bouncers outside the door. They came in, brusquely grabbed us by the arm and ushered us to the front door, threw us out and locked the door behind us. But we'd already done sufficient damage to the devil's kingdom (laughs) because as soon as we were so rudely (laughs) out of that room, that woman got up, took a shower, put her clothes on, walked up to the front desk and said, call my family. God's returned my mind to me. I don't need to be in here anymore. And so that's a a dramatic example of how to deal with mental strongholds. And uh, Donna, I feel like right now, I really feel in my spirit, there's thousands of people listening to this broadcast that, that are dealing with mental strongholds of a whole variety of expressions. One person may be dealing with this recurring, lustful temptation that's driving them up a wall. Another person may be dealing with guilt over some personal failure in his or her past, and they feel like they're on the brink of mental collapse because they just can't deal with the guilt. Well, I'm going to pray against those things right now, and I want all those listening in, in, in fact, I, I sense in my spirit there's even a few people that will be listening to this who are on the edge of committing suicide, and this is going to be your turning point. You're going to take hold of the Word of God and let go of that thought, that despairing thought that ending your life is the only answer, because we're going to deal with strongholds right now, and I'm going to do it by quoting the Word of God. It is written— Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. It is written, Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. It is written, behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. So on the basis of those three scriptures, Lord, right now I speak a prayer, an intercessory utterance over every person claiming this victory right now. I claim the downfall of these mental strongholds. Be gone, collapse by the power of the blood of Jesus, by the power of the name of Jesus. I claim millions of people even not just thousands, but millions of people delivered mentally from these oppressive thoughts and these overwhelming things. Yes. Them to despair. And in its place, I claim another promise where the scripture says the peace of God that passes understanding will keep and guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Yes. It is written, it is written, it is written. And I claim healing for bodies, healing for souls, healing for minds on the basis of Malachi 4.2, where the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. And I prophesy that Jesus, the risen Savior, is arising over your life 
with healing in his wings right now. Yes. He's shedding forth the light of healing into your spirit, into your soul, into your body. And I proclaim many healings right now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Amen and amen. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Mike. I'm Donna Chavis, and thank you so much for joining us today for Messianic Vision. Our special guest has been Pastor Mike Shreve, and what a great time we have had talking about God's promises. Well, as you can see, there's no way we could cover all the promises in Mike's brand new book on this show today. But here's Sid, and he'll tell you how you can get 25 Powerful Promises from God, Mike's four messages on CD, and the brand new mini promise book called God's Promises for Your Journey. Sid? Did you know that there are 7,487 promises in God's Word, unbending assurances to you for victory in every circumstance? Mike Shreve's brand new book is not just a one-time read. You'll want quick and easy access to the reminders of all the ways God has supernaturally provided for your health and well-being. And Mike Shreve has provided that for you in his brand new book, 25 Powerful Promises from God, and his exclusive four CD teaching series. You'll also get Mike's brand new mini promise book, God's Promises for Your Journey all for an investment of only 45 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's sidroth.org. Be sure to ask for offer number 9546. Once again, that's offer number 95. 46.